Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Marianne Pruitt, the President and CEO of Mosaic Media, which is a collection of media buying experts and creative strategists who kind of negotiate and purchase and monitor advertising space and airtime. We're going to be talking about what a modern day media buyer does, how things have changed over the last decade. We'll talk offline media and what questions to ask when hiring a media buyer. Check out all the links in the show notes to connect with Mary Ann. Subscribe if you enjoy this episode. It's absolutely everywhere. The first question I asked Mary Ann was to explain what a modern day media buyer does. A modern media buyer. So actually, which we will see today um, versus where we were 20 years ago mm. is that you're more looking at media teams versus just one buyer. Right. And a media buyer will have its specialty. That is what you are looking at. So right. a media buyer with specialty of traditional or a media buyer of specialty of digital. Um, we So in our firm and full disclosure, we do both. We do all the above. Sure. If it is in the paid space, that is what we work with. And we have a specialized team in each area. Um, so in the digital space, you want to have somebody who understands buying social versus buying programmatic versus um, programmatic bidding. And then in the traditional front, you want to make sure that you know somebody who understands broadcast, understands radio, understands print. Yeah, uh, print yeah. made a huge comeback during COVID. So your buyers are evolving as well. So print has made a comeback. You're seeing that. It That's did. really interesting. Uh, so, yes, during the pandemic, print made a quite a large comeback. Um, some of the main things we saw, you know, people were not receiving things in the mail. People, Everything was quiet. Everything mm. was done. Uh, so definitely uh, print and mail became that thing where people were actually looking forward to it. People are reading magazines again. Actually, I was yeah. in a bookstore. I was old. I'm old school and I love bookstores, right? Yeah, so yeah, I was same, in the bookstore same. the other day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was in the bookstore the other day this weekend and I went over to the magazine section just out of curiosity and I was shocked at how many people are still over in the magazine section getting their magazines. Yeah. And uh, th we're talking dozens of people within a bookstore just looking through magazines. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that, I did, I did something similar with my daughter the other week. We, 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 I hadn't looked at magazines for years. And, and, right. we, and we went and we started browsing them and I was surprised at how many magazines were still there on the rack. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And there, there's hundreds. There's so mm. many to choose from and so many different things. Now, where the specialty has come in with print is very niche targeting, right? It's a very specific subject. It's not broad anymore. Sure. And I think that's what makes the difference in that. Um, but what then what we were doing is once what we learned from the pandemic was, okay, print's not dead. Print's made a comeback. But how do we then utilize and tag uh, digital tactics to it. How do we move mm. digital tactics onto it as well? So um, if I'm mailing a certain piece to an individual home, how do I then make sure I'm retargeting them digitally on their streaming television or right. on their connected TV or their their uh, display ads, um, all of their devices that they're working on? So uh, all it, all we, what we learned from that was actually taking your print and making putting it on steroids, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So how does that connect up? So in today's world of targeting, so, you know, you and I, before we got on here, we're talking about old school media, yeah, right? Because we're kind of like, yeah, were. we're kind of like connecting, connecting offline with online, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we absolutely are. And so because now with precision targeting, so we can target down to an address. 
right. um, and programmatic targeting. This is where it's very important for marketers uh, to make sure that they are finding a good partner that actually understands precision targeting. Uh, a lot of marketers out there will say, oh yeah, no, we can target, we can do this, we can do that. Ask them, challenge them, push mm. them on the issue. Um, it is precision targeting on this specific target audience and what you're looking for. So if you, uh, especially what we just talked about with a magazine being so precise and so specific to yeah. a specific audience, Great. If I'm using that and I'm using that type of audience as data and information that we have most likely collected in the digital space as well. So I want to be able to find that exact consumer again and retarget them based off of what they're reading. It is personally um, in the consumption of magazines or in print. Yeah. And so we want to use uh, digital targeting and programmatic targeting as specific to reaching those audiences. The Audiences are what's really important is making sure that you have um, that identified audience laid out. Who is that audience? Who is it that you're looking for? Who are the sure. individuals that you want to go after? Uh, what's crucial within that is then, okay, now I need to build a plan around my audience. I'm going to hmm. build this as an audience first approach. Do you find the conversion rate for print higher than digital? I would imagine you do because you've got to go out there and spend money on a magazine. I was quite surprised at how much a magazine costs nowadays. I mean, in the UK, we're talking about £7.50, which is what, close to $10 for a magazine. I mean, that's like easily yeah. twi twice e the price of what I remember buying a magazine yeah. for. Yeah. Well, so I think it's a different type of conversion. But yes, to your point of magazines costing, I picked up a magazine and I was shocked at, you know, in American dollars, $12.99, where mm. I remember buying a magazine for $3, $4. Yes. Yeah. And now it's okay. The, but they're reaching their audience that they want. And I bought it. I buy it, you know, yeah, based yeah, off of, yeah. you know, what it's a, it's a subject I want to learn about or read about. So your conversion is there, but if you're doing digital actually accurately and well, mm. your conversion is going to be just as strong because you're targeting a very specific audience. Right. So I'm going to use the tactic of looking at, okay, in print and in magazines, and I'm going to use this example of me, I'm picking up an article and I'm actually, the headline is what's grabbing me. I read maybe a paragraph and I go, okay, I want to learn about this subject. They're trying to reach me with that magazine. Yeah. Same thing that if I'm doing my digital correctly and if I'm using programmatic tools and if I'm using precise targeting tools, then you're going to get a high conversion rate as well because you're delivering the right message to them to mm. the exact audience in which that's going to receive it. And that's what's crucial as well. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you find when clients come to you, do they need a bit of persuading to go sort of like print? Or do, do they just come to you saying, we want to, it's got to be digital? I think a lot of times what happens is clients now, because knowing that media is so specialized, um, I think they want you to be versed in most and all right. the above of how to do it and guide them to it. So um, really the true conversation that we most likely have we have the most of is the audience of first approach where who is our audience hmm. and then where is our audience yeah and then we build out a plan from there and that's probably the key piece of looking at everything is building out the plan from there right so who is that audience and identifying where they are where can i find their impressions on digital where can i find their impressions on print there are actually still a lot of old school brands that love to just be on print and that's it. And they actually sometimes yeah. are more hesitant to be on digital yeah. um, or vice versa. But I think it's really important that each medium 
and each tactic plays its strength and they can play their strengths together if we do them right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like the idea of kind of like you're having a team now, a media buyer team. I mean, over the years, how how have things kind of like changed? Do you feel that media buying has gone more into kind of like a marketing, targeting persona business as, as well as just like old school, you know, give us your budget? It's become so specialized Mm. and you have to, even if I'm looking at the individualized um, persona development, I am still looking at traditional platforms of how to find that individual period. Mm. So I, I have to look at all tactics and I have to look at all the above. And so one thing that's really key here when you're finding a media partner is finding a partner that has all of it under one umbrella, that's able to reach, you know, the digital, the social, the traditional because they all work together so like for example our team our traditional team is work is well versed in digital and our digital team is well versed in traditional because mm. we cross train that way they're not going to be the ones that are negotiating it they're I, i'm not going to have my traditional buyer necessarily go and bid in programmatic however they have the knowledge of programmatic they understand okay how can programmatic play into this so when they are going and negotiating traditional then they know that it's all going to work together, that it's a collaborative effort of Mm. all the above. That is why a media team is so important is because a collaborative effort of every tactic to reach the audience, my biggest pet peeve is wasted dollars. Yeah, yeah. And I was, when you, I, yeah, you have I was, to have that collaborative I was, yeah, I was just thinking. I was thinking collaborative when you said that because you'd want them, you'd want the the print media talking to the digital media. You want yes. you'd want them working together, wouldn't you? I, as a traditional buyer, I'm going to put an ad in Condé Nast of you know and reaching a very specific travel audience. Then my I need to be thinking what digital tactics. Am I, would my digital team be also mm. doing? They can't. If you work in silos of it, then it doesn't work together. But when the traditional buyer is then contacting and working with the digital buyer and the programmatic buyer and the social buyer, and they're all together of coming up with that overall roadmap for mm. that customer journey, that's where you're going to find success. That's where your dollars are not going to be wasted. And you know, it's the old adage of you know, I know that I have 100% of my media budget out there. At least 50% of it is working. I know that 50% of it is working. I just don't know which 50%. And that's the part that you should know your dollars of how they are working. How much you should you, know your return? How much do you think we waste on digital? Well, if you had to put a perc- think- if you had to put a percentage of budget on digital, how much do you reckon's waste? When you are not precision targeting or looking at targeting, and this is also in traditional, mm. when you are go- each tactic has its strength of how you are doing it, there are wasted dollars if there's mm. not a strategy behind it. If you are shotgun approaching, if you are um, just putting it out there to see what sticks to the wall, you you will not be able to be able to find that return on investment to be strong because you really truly when it is not strategically bought you are looking at about 50 percent waste that's a lot of waste yeah when it is precisely bought and it is strategically thought out and you are actually building a customer journey for the customer to go through and all these tactics are working around that customer and the audience first approach that's where you're going to see the higher return on investment yeah, because the one thing that always worries me a little bit about the programmatic side of of ad buying is that there is a certain amount of ex, uh, of experimentation by the algorithm. The, the the system is going out there and experimenting to find out what the best tactics are. So, I don't know. Do you do you well, trust do you trust the tech platforms to? Because <laughs> so what I think is really important there, and that's a very valid point, is to make sure that you have. I I always say human driven AI and mm. driving it. 
Yeah. The human optimizations. So our team is in there daily optimizing. So they're on the back end looking at things. They're there are bad players in the world where you are going to get bots, where you're going to get things like that. That's why it's so important to pick the partner that is correct and knows how to do this precisely where you are, you have brand protections. You're not buying bots. You're not buying Mm. fake impressions. You're buying quality impressions of the individual that you're trying to target. You have, maybe you're using and utilizing first party data and zero party data that you're able to then bring in and actually build lookalike audiences around. There are strategies in that that then will take away the waste if you're doing it properly. But you're spot on, there's bad players where Mm. you're going to get bots, where you're gonna get fake impressions that you're buying if you're not buying it precisely and you're not finding the right partner to buy it with. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know whether it's it's me just being all cynical and everything, but I think think to myself, if Google kind of like has a bad quarter, they could make a tweet, tweak to the algorithm, the the ad algorithm, Nobody would ever notice, but it would it would put millions a month onto the bottom line, wouldn't it? it would. Well, and those are things that, you know, I genuinely believe that you have to look at each individual ad served and each yeah. individual client and how that's happening. If you're not optimizing on the back end and holding it accountable, then then it won't work well. Then you yeah. will have wasted dollars. But if you're holding it accountable, AI and algorithms have to be held accountable as well. Yeah, yeah. And you can. And you can hold it accountable if you're optimizing. That's where you you having a partner and a team come in to help you optimize yeah. is extremely important. And let's talk about Google for a second. Google is one ad set and one platform and one database. Yeah. And in programmatic, you have multiples. You have hundreds of data sets available to you. Finding the right tools, the right programs, the right partners that are using multiple tools to be able to do that. Um, Google, it's one it's one DSP where you have yeah. others that you find other DSPs with other data sets. And those are the things that are important because you as the human driven AI, if you're doing it properly, if your partners are working in it properly, the human driven AI is optimizing daily and optimizing regularly and seeing, okay, and utilizing the algorithms to your favor to make sure that they're working in your favor. Yeah, we sometimes forget there's a lot more out there than just Google and Facebook, don't we? Mm. We, we, we kind of like, we forget that, don't we? A, a little well, bit. And, and I think it gets caught into, and I, I like to say regularly, because people think, you know, you talk programmatic, they automatically go, oh, Google. Well, mm. that's great. Google is one. Yeah, and I yeah. can't emphasize that enough that in this sense that programmatic, Google is one. Yeah. It is like going to, we, it's like looking at a market and having 15 television stations and going to one of them and saying, yeah, I bought TV. It didn't work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. there are multiple data sets out there. There are multiple programmatic platforms in which to work in. Um, when you're looking for the impression and you're building it around the audience, you're going to be able to set that correctly. But yeah, you're right. And, and Facebook, Facebook's not the targeting tool that it used to be. Facebook's sure. a great branding tool. Yeah. It's a fantastic branding tool. You're able to build great brands. Um, if you're looking at top of funnel, that's Facebook. Yeah. But when it comes to targeting, that's not the same thing. Unless you have first party yeah. email addresses, that's where it's strength yeah, is. Yeah. But other than that, so there are other, you have to look outside of where, of the top that we all, you know, have top yeah. of mind with Facebook and Google. Those are great tools and platforms. And should they be included? Absolutely. But they should be included in their strengths. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. So, so if you were looking to hire a media buying agency, what kind of what, what question would would be like the most important to ask them to to know that your budget is going to be spent well? John, I love this question because it's something to me that is so important and mm. overlooked. A lot of times, 
in media and in marketing, we think very heavily about the creative and what the creative is going to be. Yeah. And I, we are seeing a shift of a conversation about media strategy because in the past media was, oh, that was the second thought. Um, so questions that you want to ask your media firm and when you are interviewing your media firm is what do they see the customer journey looking like? When they identify your customer, you clearly tell them what your customer is. What does that customer journey look like? If they can't clearly outline and map out for you what that journey looks like for the actual final conversion, then that's a red flag. What tools are you utilizing to mm. in this customer journey? Are you a direct seat on a DSP? That's a huge, huge, huge question. That's a demand side platform. If you are not, if your media firm is not a direct seat, you need to find a partner that is a direct seat for your programmatic. And that means that they are finding the, they are, their direct seats finding specific data sets within what you're looking for. But being a direct seat is different than a vendor who is going to have a diluted CPM for you. The other main, main thing is what brand protections are you going to do on my brand? Right, what are sure. you going to make sure that I'm not showing up on yeah. websites I'm not supposed to be on? And how are you going to guarantee me that I'm not buying bots? Yeah, Those are also crucial. So in fifth thing is how do you collaboratively have this all work together? You have your customer journey, you start with the customer journey side of it. How do all tactics then tie back in together with media, with traditional and digital platforms? Yeah, so you're focusing on the strategy and not really the, the pretty adverts. Yes. It's really important because at the end of the day, if you don't have a strategy that then is carried out properly, sure. that then isn't reported on. And that's a, that's another key piece as well is what is your reported method? You have to have, you know, we, we have our extra mile approach that we use and utilize um, for us. And that is we, we look through the media briefing format. What does this look like? What is the problem we're trying to solve? Who is the audience that we're trying mm. to get to? Then how do we integrate that through? How do we carry that out? And then what are what are then we looking at for reporting and um, then evaluating where we're going? So you have to look through that entire process of from audience all the way through the journey and Reporting is a crucial part that oftentimes is overlooked because people, yeah. oh, why do I need to report? Why do I need to show you things? It's insights. Yeah. That's the incredible part. That's the important part is making sure that the insights are there for you to have. Yeah. Are you, when you do your reporting and you, and you can't, do you report on ROI? Do, are you trying to find mm -hmm. out how many leads, how many sales? Do you have access to that data at the other to end? We, we love to have access to mm. that. Um, when we do, we absolutely report on it. Um, we, we identify at the very beginning which KPIs we want to report on. Yeah. And we identify that with, uh, within our extra mile approach. It's one of the first things we do is who's the audience and then what are our KPIs that we are reaching for? What are the goals that we're going after? And with that, that's where we build the reporting at the end of the, okay, now we're executing and we're carrying everything out, but what are we reporting? And that's where it's important because the ROI side is very, very key in developing any plan. If we can't, we if we can't account for dollars, how do we how do we know what we're spending and what's working and what's not? Yeah. So conversion tracking is crucial. Yeah. Find a partner that can make sure that it, they can write the tags for you and track conversions. Um, so these are all pieces. Today, media has become so specialty. And here, here's the other thing. If you are a brand, and you're a direct brand, it is okay to have multiple agencies, one that's very good at 
media and one that's very good at creative, sure. whatever the strength is, it is okay to have multiple players at the table. Yeah. Uh, I always say we play well in the sandbox yeah. and not everybody does, but a lot of people are okay with that. Yeah. So you find where your specialty needs to be and have, find the teams that fit in your specialties. Yeah, I like that. Do you miss the old school side of it? Because I remember back to my old TV radio days, most of the media buyers on the folks, they would do most of their business in the pub. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not anymore. It's, it's at your desk now, isn't it? Or in the coffee shop. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, you know, that's the part. That's one part. The relationship side of it is what I miss the most, probably, yeah. um, where you you it was it's a it was a totally different way of operating yeah um but in today's world at the same time we can also still just be intentional about that relational side with the clients and it, intentional and frankly i look at it as the brand building a relationship with the audience in which it's trying to reach so it's that's that's how you have to i i'm a i'm a glass half full kind of girl mm where I just have to find some silver lining in it. Yes, there are some things that you miss about the simplicity for sure. Um, but at the same time, how cool is it that we have these targeting tools? I would have yeah. loved to have yeah, had these yeah, kinds of tools yeah. back in the day when back I first started. Yeah, absolutely. It's fascinating. A chat for ages about this, especially the old days. Um, oh, yes. Where can we find you, Miriam? Where can we find Mosaic Media? Love that name. Absolutely. So you can reach us online. And if you ever, I offer this to podcast listeners that hear me, if you ever want to have just an initial conversation, mm. uh, we'll provide that first conversation complimentary. You can reach me at mosaic.agency forward slash contact. That comes directly to my email. That's mosaic.agency forward slash contact. And of course, reach out on LinkedIn at Miriam Pruitt or on Twitter at Media Maps. Fantastic. Brilliant. Do, do we need massive budgets? I mean, where does the budget start? I mean, when you're looking at small, medium businesses, where does the budget for hiring a media buyer kind of start at? When you have smaller budget, biggest misnomer is if you have smaller budgets, you can't afford to have a partner come on board. And in reality, it typically is not going to cost you much more or any more if right. you bring on a partner. Um, and your dollars are going to be better spent than where you're currently doing it because you're if you're a smaller brand and you're looking at you're you're scattered everywhere you're making multiple decisions you're trying to figure it out um and you're running a business also yeah it is okay to have have a partner come in and run it so it, yeah, it is yeah. really important i i think that there are no minimums in that the key driver is going to be where find a partner that is going to be able to lead you and guide you in that direction yeah, yeah. um and then also look at it in the sense that uh, where you live what and where your audience is specifically. Sure. So sure. what are the geos that you're going to target? Your geos are going to determine yeah. how expensive your ad spend is going to be. However, don't be scared of just trying to discover this because you'd be surprised how far your budget's going to go. Yeah, fantastic. What I'll do, I'll leave some links in the show notes so folks can tap on those and, um, and get to you pretty quickly. Um, Marianne, thanks ever so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, John, for having me on. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks again to Marianne for a time. Don't forget to check out all the links in the show notes. Give them a quick tap. If you've enjoyed the episode, subscribe for more. Uh, it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, everywhere. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.